is the Grow Your Clinic podcast from Clinic Mastery. We help progressive health professionals to lead inspired teams, transform client experiences, and build clinics for good. Now, it's time to grow your clinic. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Grow Your Clinic podcast. My name is Jack, your host. Really excited to be with you here again today, wherever you're listening to us uh, from, whether it's in the car, out for a run, in the gym, at the clinic. Generally speaking, really grateful that you would choose to spend a few of your precious minutes with us here today. Now, before we get into today's guest, as always, make sure you head to clinicmastery.com slash podcast for any of the links, show notes to get in touch with our guest. You can do that over there, as well as do the Assess Your Clinic scorecard, download any of our resources, and generally get in touch if you need help to grow your clinic. Now, Today, we have another guest joining us. I'm really excited. We're talking all about marketing, new clients, branding, attraction, all the fun stuff. So today, Michael Coleman is the founder, owner of Local Health Marketing. Michael, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thanks for having me. You are welcome. Now, we're going to get into all things local health marketing, which uh, I'm sure the audience is super keen to hear. But before we do that, I've got a couple of standard questions for you. So ready to go? Let's do it. Number one. What are you reading or learning right now? Yeah, so I'm reading a book called Traction by Gino Wickman. Have you read it? I have read it a while ago, yes. Yeah, uh, I did as well. Yeah, I, I recommend picking it up again. Um, I did read it like a couple of years ago too. And yeah, I've just picked it up and there's some just uh, uh, really cool systems that we can just follow as business owners. And uh, the things that kind of come to mind are working on your three rocks, so your, your three big things you want to achieve in the next 90 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is this concept of an issues list. So, uh, you know, you're meeting with your team and you're just listing issues and then you kind of work out what are the problems who, and then assigning a problem to the team member. Yeah, nice. Okay, yeah. that's uh, Traction, Gino Wickman. Wickman? Wickham. Yeah. Wickman, I think. Yeah, um, right. We'll, yeah. we'll link it up. Yeah, notes, we'll folks. Look. <laughs> uh, okay, number two, who inspires you? Yeah, so uh, I'm lucky that I've got a lot of uh, friends and family that I'm surrounded by that inspire me every day, but I've recently got into a guy by the name of Jim Rowan. I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. And I feel he's the guy that started the self-help revolution. Mm-hmm. So Tony Robbins and all those guys are built on him. And you know those moments where you just need a bit of inspiration, uh, just YouTube him and, yeah, it's just incredible wisdom. Yeah, I love it. Jim Rohn, so good. Okay, number three, what did yeah. you want to be growing up? Yeah, still want to be uh, a rock star. So thinking <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Van Halen, you know. Okay, real rock. Marsh, yeah, you know, just go go heavy. <laughs> do you play an instrument? Uh, I play guitar, so I'm not I'm not good at it at all. But, uh, <laughs> so yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, and finally, what uh, what's a motto that you like to live by? This changes every day because you know we're constantly on Instagram and we get served all these quotes, right? <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I think uh, it comes down. It's very simple. Just being a good person, and you kind of get what you give. You know, I just really believe in that. And then uh, in business, and this is what Jim Rowan said in one of his talks, you get paid for the value you bring to the marketplace. And, yeah, I've, I've kind of stuck to that for a long time. Yeah, yeah I love it, mate. So cool. Yeah. So uh, connect the dots for us from uh, little young Mickey running around wanting to be <laughs> Eddie Van Halen through to now running a marketing agency. What happened in between? 
Yeah, so I was actually running an agency predominantly working in the corporate world, probably for like eight years or whatever, around that point. And um, sort of early 2021, second round of COVID's about to hit, our second child was born. And I just had this realisation that I didn't really want to just be working on these really big websites, although we kind of got paid well, there was just a lot of pressure. And it just something in my gut didn't feel right. I wasn't really myself. I I can't even pinpoint it. And, yeah, one thing led to another. I sort of read a few books and decided to take a different approach and so, yeah, niche down in this allied health space. Mm. So most recently web dev essentially and general marketing background. Did you study marketing? Uh, no, so I was a tech nerd, so uh, I did like, yeah, com- so like computer science. But then my first job was actually in email and SMS marketing. And oh. so I got exposed to the marketing world and it just the penny dropped. Mm. And yeah. that would have been early days email yeah. SMS marketing, right? Yeah, it was 2006, I think I started. Yeah. So sort of when Google came on board. <laughs> yeah. What have you yeah. seen change in that space? Oh, um, a lot has changed, but the fundamentals haven't changed. So I feel like kind of a lot of noise in the digital marketing space. You know, there, there are a lot of gurus and publications out there that are kind of spinning these ideas. I feel they only give us half the story and I find it really confusing and overwhelming at times, as I'm sure uh, your listeners do as well. But yeah, I just think it kind of comes back to the original concepts of Marketing, which is just um, knowing your target market, being real clear on that. Mm. Yeah. So, okay, so why Allied Health? You know, I think at different times yeah. probably all the listeners have had the itch, like you mentioned, working for yeah. someone else, working for the man. And, yeah. Uh, and in health, typically we go out and start our own practice. That's what the yeah. majority of listeners. But for you, you've really changed tact or, or gone into a different yeah. niche sub-profession and particularly yeah. health. So. Why allied health? Why? Why? So <laughs> that's a great question. He doesn't know this, but um, one of my clients at the time, it still is an osteopath, and he's actually a good mate now. And, yeah, he was one of a handful. This might sound a bit weird and funny, but uh, he was one of a handful of clients that would just appreciate everything we did, whether it was like the smallest thing, like upload an image or integrate this, this and that. And he would send me these text messages that were just like legends, you know, Ripper, thanks, mate, you know, you're the best, all these sort of things. And I never kind of got that from the corporate world. And um, and then when I sort of had that time, I kind of reflected, I think the time was, yeah, 2021. So I think I was on holidays, end of Jan sort of thing. And um, I was like, you know what, I just want to work with more of these people. <laughs> That's what it comes down to, you know. Yeah. yeah. Which is, you know, I think a lot of us would get out of bed every morning and want to work with good people or want to help yeah. good people. Uh, we talk yeah. kind of mastery, like our community is, we've trademarked it now, coincidentally, yeah. good people. So for you, that was in the allied, like you'd experienced that from an allied health profession. Yeah, totally. And still do to this day. Like, um, we get the most, I get the most incredible messages from, you know, about my team that I pass on to them. And, um, you know, some of them are, are in the Philippines and I get message the other day from one that's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. She, she's just a true professional. And I just like screen grab that and just sent it to her. She got embarrassed, but I don't know. <laughs> I like it. So you're like, all right, I want, I want to work with good people. But you've got to be able to deliver value, right? As you, you mentioned, Jim Rohn, the 
It's a reflection of bringing value. So how did you, how did you decide or define how you were going to help health professionals? Yeah. So in the digital space, yeah, like I was saying, there's a lot of noise out there. And I just kind of wanted, I felt that like if I could sort of dial down and figure out what's going to work and what's not going to work for a particular niche and just put all my energy into that, I felt that was going to bring value to, Mm. to the industry. And yeah, I had a chat with a mentor, just wanted to make sure I wasn't making the wrong decision. And I did kind of get a bit of pushback. Some things were like, you know, they're frugal bunch and, you know, they're not really into marketing. They don't understand it and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, everyone that I've kind of come across in the health space, yeah, has this, like you said, really good people and genuinely want to help. And that's kind of one of, you know, one of our values as well. And yeah, I just, feel good about that but I can yeah, you know, help clinicians help people ultimately mm-hmm. yeah mm. and so now I've been doing it for a while you know you, you work exclusively in the health space when it comes to marketing local health marketing is your yeah. business what are some things that have surprised you about marketing in the health space or what well, yeah what took you by surprise yeah so a lot of my a lot of the guys i worked with in the corporate space would kind of do all these dirty seo tactics of, okay. you know the yeah. buying the links you know that we all read about and what i feel it just comes down to is um being genuine and trustworthy through the website first rather than kind of getting hearing to all the noise and, and doing all the, you know, engaging with people, you know, like going on Fiverr or whatever, getting links built and all that stuff because that's what they said. So, yeah, coming back to that, what I was sort of saying earlier, it just is about the marketing concept and get, and just getting super clear on mm-hmm. that, on your target audience, yeah. So you work in the space, you've got plenty of clients. If you're talking to a listener, clinic owner who feels like they need to do marketing. They need more new clients through the doors. What are you seeing? What's working? What's not? What sets people apart? What's your perspective? Yeah. So, yeah, similarly, like I think it's, um, you know, doubling down on what you love doing and what you're good at and just focus on that. So, yeah, as an example, and I know we can't use this word, but if your speciality is in women's health, I'd also say take it down a step further and sort of promote yourself as a pre-postnatal physio if that's, you know, obviously what you love doing because then we know exactly who our patients are. We can pinpoint them online and offline. So online we know they're active in Facebook groups and offline in our local area, you know, we know what doctors they're seeing, we know what hospitals they go to. And the big thing is... We know what they're going through, so we know their pain points. So the marketing message is really tailored around that. And then what I feel is you're not in a competitive area. So, And what I mean by that is like we're not going after keywords like physio near me and physio plus location. We're going after, you know, women's health, pre- and postnatal physio that are less competitive, easier to rank for. And I feel that like, um, and I was reading actually, um, this article that Google published was actually a few years ago, but, uh, I still feel it rings true today is, um, they were looking at how like Australian consumers pick their practitioner online. So they were saying, you know, they go to the mobile site, they'll research, you know, look for like two or three options, come down to two 
and then make their decisions. So if we think about that, we've got our generalist kind of physio clinic or our kind of pre or postnatal clinic. It's a no-brainer. Who's going to choose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you mentioned uh, online, we know what they do online, we know what they do offline. Typically when I see health clinics reach out to an agency or to get some help with their marketing or whatever, they've got a particular mindset. Like I need help with Facebook ads or I need help with Google ads or whatever it might be. How does your approach fit in that mix? Yeah, it's a good one because someone from another industry asked me the same kind of question, so I'm prepared for this. (laughs) Um, Again, it's, it's taking a step back. You're engaging professionals to help you. So I think it's important to come to them and say, listen, we're at 50 new patients per week. We want to get to 75. You know, or it might be like out of the X amount of patients we're seeing per week, 25, you know, 20% from Google, we want to get that to 50%. So I think it's becoming super clear with your numbers and then going to them and, and asking them for the strategy. Because if we go down this path of like, you know, Hey, Mike, can you build us some Facebook ads and we want to get more patients through the door, right? You could be sitting on a database of 10,000 patients that you've seen in the past 10 years. And it's like, rather than going and spending all this money to acquire a new patient, why don't we just send out an email blast or an SMS to get them to come back in the door? Or like, I know this sounds simple, but it's like pick up the phone and give them a call and see how they're going, right? It's, it's human centric at that point. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. And yes, there's something shiny about automation and all the new tools and, and there's a place for those. Absolutely. But yeah. you're right. Like we're people that help yeah. people. And sometimes that phone connection is, um, is really key. Hey, I've yeah. got a question for you that I reckon the yeah. audience is thinking about and uh, I want to go nice and deep. And I reckon you'll yeah. have some insights here. You mentioned as an example, 20% of our clients are coming from Google ads and we want 50%. Yeah. How does one track where new <laughs> clients come from? It's uh it's, it's a painful experience, sorry to tell you. So it, well, firstly, you, is it possible or how should we think about attribution? Yeah, so uh, there has to be a middle ground, right? The if you're engaging an agency, then you need to be transparent with your numbers and you need to say, hey, this is what we've seen this month or last month. Uh another thing that comes to mind is that um, you also want to compare not just month on month, but what happened this month compared to last month. I think, yeah, super important as well for obvious reasons. But the other thing is then we can get our reports as, as, you know, digital marketers and we can give you the statistics that we're seeing. So, yeah, it's really, really important to set up Google Analytics properly. In Clinico, as an example, you can set up uh, your Google Tag Manager and um, it's important to have your agency set that up properly with the right attribution. So knowing that someone, you know, someone's made a booking from uh, Google Ads or made a booking from organic SEO. But, yeah, the frustration we have is like we can't work out if it's a new patient or an existing patient. Mm-hmm. We can through analytics. So, yeah, for Clinico guys are listening, uh, give me a call. <laughs> no, I think, <laughs> you know, the there's, a, there's a key element in there that I love about your approach in that we might not be able to do attribution perfectly or absolutely, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. That's right. Right? It's a spectrum and we've got to do what we can to, to try and make it work. Yeah, I also just want to speak to another point on attribution as well because 
we think, okay, we've attributed X amount of sales to Google Ads, right? But the thing is, what Google are attributing is the last click. So what can happen is we can go to the web and we can go to Google and we can search, you know, physio near me. We can click on the ad, read it, and maybe come back the next day, remember the clinic's name, type in the clinic's name, and then we come to the site. And then what will happen is if we make a booking or make a phone call, whatever we're kind of tracking, then that kind of, let's say, organic SEO gets attributed and Google Ads doesn't get any of the reward. But, mm-hmm. yeah, if you are working with an agency, there is a really good report in Google Analytics. It's called Assisted Conversion. And, um, yeah, I highly recommend looking that up because, you know, we put in effort into social media and blogs and this and that, and we don't know whether it's working. And it's probably not working at the last line of that conversion, but mm. first line, creating awareness, mm. it, it does a lot. Yeah. Is that what, um, and I'm genuinely curious here, is that what yeah. people talk about? first touch attribution versus last yeah, touch. Last touch, They correct. might see a Facebook ad six months ago yeah. via Google ads, but there's all this stuff in the middle. Correct, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, that okay, that leads me on to the next question I had for you is it's an adage, you might know who said it, but, you know, it takes cons- customers or consumers, you know, seven different platforms and 11 different touch points and we live in such a digitally or a connected world, digital, online, offline and I know you've got a platform behind the scenes that's help, that helps people kind of connect with their prospects or connect with their customers yeah. cross-platform. How should we think about cross-platform touch points with our clients? Yeah, it's it's so important because, like, we just think about just our daily lives, right? Like we um, get out of bed, brush our teeth, might go to the gym, whatever, drive to work. And on the way to work, you know, we might see a bus shelter that has an ad or we might even see, you know, next door to our coffee shop might be a clinic and it's like, oh, I've had this aching back for a while. Like I've got to go there. Um, but then we go to work and we might log on to Facebook or go to Google. And so how can we just kept continuously hit hit the message across every platform. So, yeah, to go all in on one platform, yeah, I kind of recommend against that. But, um, you know, dabbling in Facebook, dabbling in Google Ads, organic SEO, eventually it all kind of kicks in. So it's a very kind of long game. We're not going to get super quick wins in the first month or whatever because mm-hmm. there's a big learning process behind that. And, yeah, that's why I love the idea of the email marketing, the SMS marketing because we've got that database. We've spent years, you know, grinding away, seeing patients, and those patients we may have seen two or three years ago that they're still going to have niggles or they might need a touch-up or, you know, just just come in and whatever it is, or, or you might even have like another model, like you might be a physio, but you might have massage or podiatry in your clinic that you've just kind of brought on, you know, how do we kind of touch them and, yeah, crap. And uh, you mentioned email and SMS and how our, the consumers that we, you know, we interact with these days are texting us and calling and we're emailing them do you want to perhaps give us a little bit of an insight into patient hub and and how that integrates all in one place yeah so we're kind of coming around full circle right because this is where (laughs) where i started so you know i'm pretty passionate about it 
Yeah, I feel like a lot of uh, feedback I have is that, you know, we're inundated in our mailbox all the time of e-commerce size and I just hit delete on the mail, right? But at the end of the day, if we can actually give really good value to our patients, then they're going to kind of open up that email and read through it. So I like the idea of just sending one email every quarter to see how they're going. We know what season's coming up next. So just kind of getting them prepared. If it's winter, we know it's flu season, right? So how can, you know, physio or or whatever help in that instance? Or it might be, you know, just some general kind of mm-hmm. advice that can help people. And so, again, just being like really genuine with that. With the kind of um, automation side of things, I think it's twofold. I think we can use email and SMS to get feedback on how the clinic's going. So if we're a kind of a big clinic and we've got a couple of staff members, and I know it's, a, it's an obvious one, but sending out a survey and just getting basically insight into how a clinician's going, mm-hmm. so it's the old NPS score, you know, out of yeah. 10, how likely you'd recommend us. It just gives you insight into the clinic. And the other thing that I think about is then maybe taking that conversation offline. So if we get a a zero to six or whatever, Mm -hmm. just picking up the phone, I think that can go such a long way. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I know it can be sort of time consuming, but dealing with with a negative Google review is more time consuming. Well, that's right. So then that person also has a story to tell their friends, you know, like I went into see Michael and I didn't have a great experience because he was running 10 minutes late, you know. You get that feedback, you fix that. But, yeah. you know, hey, you know, you might tell your friends, you know, Michael called me, he actually found that, you know, we just had a great chat and mm-hmm. he's going to fix the issue. So I recommend you go see him. We've turned that six into a 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it, love it. So, when you, if you were to think about some of the best clinics that you're working with, uh, the high performers, they're getting great volumes of leads and new clients. What are they doing well? Branding and marketing. So, we work with a clinic. He's well, they're in kind of like an affluent area. There's quite a bit of competition. They have like sports physio in their brand. So. You know, I felt like they kind of wanted to sort of move away into like away from sports physio, even though it's in their brand that they've had for five or six years. And we were like, nah, let's just double down on that, even though we know they can treat anything, right? So we kind of stuck to the sport theme. We defined a unique selling proposition. So what makes them different to the clinic down the road uh, and their target audience as well. And um, this is a little tip that just worked wonders for them, I think. We actually read all their testimonials on you know, GMB and we use the same language as their patients were using as content on the website. Nice. And I, I, don't, I can't say wholeheartedly that it worked, but on the homepage and about page, we really had a focus and we still, you know, this is the thing I push of just speaking to the patient as if they were in the room with you. You know, right. what language are they using? Uh, what language can you use to kind of dumb it down for them? And then I say, you know, in your sort of physio service page, then, you know, you can get technical. That's, sure, that's sure. fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they also had like a, a pretty good amount of traffic coming to the website. So in the early days, I was just focusing on a strong message, building trust. The other thing sounds so obvious, but making sure you've got enough like book online buttons 
throughout the site. So, you know, top right navigation at the end of some of the paragraphs as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell them what you want them to do, you know, make a booking, sure. make it call easy. us, right? It's pretty yeah. easy. And, yeah, we just got their, their website converting really well and we now know any marketing we do, any new keywords, any new sort of modality we want to go after, there'll be a return, a return yeah. on investment. And I love that philosophy right that it's not just getting more clicks or more leads often when we're talking with agencies it's like oh we'll get you more inquiries but like you say if we can just get the website converting from let's say two percent to four percent yeah we don't need extra leads we've just doubled the amount of conversions we've made from two to four percent so i love that yeah yeah consideration now michael if there's clinic owners who are thinking yeah i could do with some optimization i could do with more leads i could do with more clients What's your parting wisdom for them? Yeah, um, I've got a lot. We could probably talk about the next two hours. How long have we got? Oh, two minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think it's coming back to this message that I'm really pushing is just double down at what you're good at. So, you know, focus on a real small audience that you can really make a difference for. And I feel that if you can kind of change 10 lives, then it's easier to change the next 50 lives. So think about your passion, what you love doing, and then go back to your website and read that. Like, am I targeting the postnatal person? And um, if we are, then great. Are we conveying that message on social media, in our emails, in our clinics as well? Then, you know, maybe that's where it's kind of letting you down. So just coming back to that kind of holistic approach of digital marketing. Love it. Yeah. Mate, if, uh, if clinic owners wanted to learn more, get in touch, see what you are all about, how do we do that? How do we get in touch? Yeah, go to my website, which is localhealthmarketing.com.au. I've got a nice little uh, chat bot there. So you can, that's what I encourage clinics to use as well. So right. you can take it for a test drive or just email me, michael at localhealthmarketing.com.au. Super, mate. We'll make sure, listeners, we link all that up in the show notes. If you get lost, uh, head over to the usual suspect, clinicmastery.com slash podcast and uh, find the episode with Michael. Mate, it's been a real pleasure having you on the podcast. Really enjoy working with you, some of our mutual clients. And uh, yeah, yeah, thank you for your contributions on the podcast today. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. And listeners, thank you again for joining us. Please do get in touch over at the website or you can email me directly, jack at clinicmastery.com. I've actually had a bunch of people reach out over the last couple of weeks as a result of listening to this podcast. So please do. I'm the human on the other end and uh, would love to engage and make sure we're providing value here for you on the Grow Your Clinic podcast. And I can't wait to bring you another episode again really soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to the Grow Your Clinic podcast. To find out more about past episodes or how we can help you, head to www.clinicmastery.com forward slash podcast. And please remember to rate and review us on your podcast player of choice. See you on the next episode.